0: Staying in here with me, it's going to be Philippians, Philippians chapter 3 again tonight. Philippians chapter 3 don't forget to pray for Kaylee Beth she had a car accident today she's all right a little sword banged up but we're praying the Lord uh, fix her and get her past all that and work out everything it's uh, needs to be worked out you know when you have a car accident there's more than just a uh, you know little accident all kind of stuff so we're praying for Kaylee Beth and Bo and Angela and everybody else it's a uh, Uh, not here for whatever reason, they're not here tonight. We give God all the praise for all that he's able to do among us. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7, But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yeah, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Let me stop there and say you're going to lose stuff along the way carrying the cross. If you ever stop counting them dung... Everything you're losing for the sake of carrying the cross, if you ever stop counting them dung, you're going to start trying to go back and pick them up again. Keep carrying that cross and you'll be able to count them dung. That's the only way you're going to gain Christ is through faith in the sacrifice. Verse 9, And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. We brought it out last week. The focus here in this series of messages is that God is looking for the people that He placed in His Son to be found there in experience. God is looking for the people that He placed in His Son to be found walking there in experience. And notice that Paul here ties it to the righteousness that's of God through the faith of Christ. The difference here, the difference is from being found in him and not being found in him is what your faith is in. Faith in the cross saved us, but our faith has to be in the cross moment by moment to be found in him moment by moment. must be what we're trusting in. If it is, we'll experience the victory over that long flopping tongue that likes to flop out sometimes. I said, if our faith is in the sacrifice, we'll experience the victory when we want to lash back when they're lashing at us. But I promise you, if your faith is not in the sacrifice, you're not going to do very well because it's just going to be you and not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has to have a faith, and it's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that he ushers life into us and through us through. It's a faith we live by, right? Amen. So Paul relates being found in him, in Christ, to that of the fruit of righteousness, the fruit of what he did at Calvary, not the fruit of what I'm doing. Just because we are in Christ does not mean we're experiencing Christ just because we're doing something that's good. Amen, Brother Curtis. Lost people do good things that are good among men. Lost people never do anything good in the eyes of God. But lost people do good things that we say are good. You know. But anything a lost person does is coming from an evil tree. And Jesus said, an evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit, not in God's eyes. Amen. The experience that brings about the expression. Everybody say expression. When your faith is in the cross, you have an expression going in your life. It's not some weird charismatic anything. It's the expression of the one your faith is in through faith in what he did. You have the power of Christ resting upon you. Remember what the Lord told Paul when he was begging him to take the thorn out of his flesh? Whatever that was. And after the third time, the Lord said, look, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. And Paul said, well, right then, then I'll just go ahead and glory right here in my weaknesses, in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What's more important to God and should be becoming more important to us is having the power of Christ resting on us, no matter if we're healed or not, no matter if that thing ever goes away or not. God's grace is sufficient. And if I'll latch a hold of that through faith in the death of Christ, then the power of Christ will rest among me, upon me. Even if I'm crippled, if I'm half blind, it don't matter what it is, I'd rather have the power of Christ on me than to have a perfectly healed body. I'd rather limp uh, like Jacob and walk with God than be perfectly healthy and not be walking with God. The experience that brings about the expression of Christ takes place as our faith is in what it was in that actually placed us in Christ. The object of faith never changes. But it's what ties you to the Lord. You know when Moses came down the mountain? Fifty days after bringing all them people out of Egypt. Moses comes down the mountain, they got a golden calf built. Moses says, who's on the Lord's side? That was all about who's coming back to the cross. Who's going to let go of that golden calf you built and come back to the one thing that brought you out of Egypt, the one thing God honors. And you know who came out? A part of the tribe of Levi. Levi, the name Levi means joined to. And they were joined to the Lord because they let go of that which they trusted in and God's only avenue of righteousness. The Holy Spirit, I like this. The Lord showed me this the other day. The Holy Spirit is not, and I'm saying this because it takes the Holy Spirit for everything in our lives to take place. The Holy Spirit is not welcome because I say He's welcome. He's not welcome because I sing a song declaring him to be welcome. The only welcome sign the Holy Spirit recognizes is the heart that is believing unto righteousness. He's not welcome because I say, I welcome you in this place, Holy Spirit. There's nothing wrong with saying that, but if the heart is not believing unto righteousness, he's knocking to get in instead of having the liberty to come in and do the work. Revelation three twenty, he's knocking. He's not, and that's not lost people. That's written to. That's the church. He's knocking on the on the door, the heart of the church, to get back in fellowship. Mm. He's not welcome. He wasn't welcome any longer because the object of their faith. Every experience and expression of Christ is that of His righteousness. Everybody know Romans chapter 4 and other places teaches that biblical faith is the righteousness of faith. If it's not the fruit of righteousness, it's not biblical faith. You've heard me teach it. If you're listening to the teaching sessions, I hope you are. You learn a lot more out there and you will in here. There's a lot of meat on those teaching sessions. Right. faith only comes through righteousness. Well, I thought faith come by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. That's true, Romans 10, 17 Second 2 Peter 1 and 1 says this like precious faith that we've re- received comes through righteousness. It's the righteousness of faith. That's why God's Word has to be hailed in its righteous context, has to be declared in its righteous context, has to be heard in its righteous context, to be received in its righteous context, to bear forth the righteousness of that faith that comes. Mm, Beautiful, wonderful. Praise the Lord for that. So look at John tonight, chapter 7, verse 18. We'll go as far as we can. Y'all try not to hold me up tonight, and uh, we'll move on. <laughs> what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes y'all get real hungry. And then we have to just stop there and slice it up a little bit. That's called rightly dividing the word. Cutting, purporting, proportions, portions. John seven eighteen, he that speaks of himself seeks his... Now, now in this, we're not... Going back to John 7 and getting all wrapped up in everything here, that, that just threw me way off track. and We'd be teaching something totally different. But Jesus is speaking here, and he's really speaking of himself, but what goes for him goes for all of us. Watch the example. He that speaks of himself seeks his own glory. You're talking about you, yourself, glory seeking. hmm but he that seeks his glory that sent him, we're on a mission to glorify God. I'm seeking that which glorifies my God. Mm. The same is tr- But he that seeks his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Let me say this tonight. In our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, unrighteousness does not exist. And we're talking about being found in him. And Paul would, again, go back and read that, our springboard scripture there in Philippians 3, 7 through 9, you'll see that Paul relates being found in him, not having our own righteousness, not having our faith in anything we do, but only that which is of God through the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, what He did at Calvary. That's where righteousness was declared, offered, and it's the only place that we can receive it. Not just for initially being declared righteous in Christ, but also for bearing any fruit of it. Because we live by faith and our fruit. That we are living, walking by faith is the righteousness of faith. That means we're wholeheartedly trusting in Jesus and what He did at Calvary. And the Word of God always points us there because all God's words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. And His righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1:16 and 17. Therefore, all of God's words that are in righteousness have to be seen through the gospel. Not just because we're saved by the gospel, they have to be seen through the gospel. It's the only seeing place. There is no unrighteousness in your Savior. That ought to give you the more reason to be found more often in him because only in him is there no unrighteousness. Outside of him is nothing but unrighteousness because outside of him, outside of being found in him, I'm only expressing self, me. It's all about me. It's all about my ministry. It's all about me, 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 me. When I'm found in Him, I said, when I'm found in Him, there is no unrighteousness in my experience while I'm being found in Him. Amen. Everybody all right? Being found in Him means God sees you walking in the faith that saved you in your experience of Christ. It's what Jesus taught in John 15. Abide in me. You can't do anything without me. You can't bear fruit without me. You are a branch, like Marlena said at the lunch table Sunday afternoon. We're a branch. He's the vine. Life has to come from the root through the vine into the branch. We're we're a branch. We just experience the life that's in the vine. We have no life experience if our faith is not in the vine and what he did for us to give us the vine life. Amen. There's no unrighteousness in him. And what do you think Jesus really meant when he kept teaching in John 15, abide in me? You know, everybody knows what the word abide means. It means continue. It means remain in me and he was talking about remain in the faith you have for me in me remain in your experience of me because without him we can do nothing and how many times throughout the day are we literally doing nothing you say well it's not that serious it's not i mean i mean you don't you don't have to always be thinking about Jesus and what he did at Calvary well why wouldn't we want to The flesh will try to get out of it because self wants to be glorified. And our lives, we're either full of ourselves or we're full of him. That's really what getting baptized with the Holy Spirit's about, getting filled with the Holy Spirit and being on a mission for the Lord. You still have to deny self, even if you're full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Just because you speak in tongues, my friend, don't mean you're still full of the Holy Ghost. It means you got tongues when you got baptized with the Holy Ghost. You still got them. God ain't going to take them, but you could be as dry as that pole standing there. Speaking in tongues, but dry as old dried up creek bed. People need to get filled again. How often? Well, how often you won't be filled? Quiet up in this house. Hmm. No unrighteousness in him. My Lord, I want to be found in him then. I want to be found in him. I want God to find me in Christ. Well, I'm in Christ. Yeah, you're talking about your position. God's looking to find you walking in him, experiencing him, because I cannot express Christ outside the degree I am experiencing Christ. My expression of Christ is based on my experience of Christ. And my experience of Christ is based on how often I'm trusting in the sacrifice. We'll never be perfect. We don't preach a sinless perfection, but we do preach and teach a maturity. Temptation will always be there. But you can learn to become a better soldier. Amen. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. I still got a couple minutes, I mean hours. I mean that seriously. I'll keep preaching once I leave church tonight. 2 Timothy 3, 12. Preacher's wife said, "Yo, oh, yeah. I don't need nobody around to preach, teach. I do it all day, every day. There ain't nobody around me and the Lord. He talks to me, I talk back to him. Sometimes he says, no, that ain't right, Curtis. I say, Okay. I see. I hope you talk to the Lord all day. He's there. Oh, yeah, 2 Timothy 3.12. Yea, and all that will live godly. Where? Where are we going to live godly at, saints? In Christ Jesus. Ain't no godliness outside of him. I won't be found in him then because I won't live godly. I don't just live godly. I live godly in Christ Jesus. But I'm not just in Him every moment. I am forever in Him at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus, where He is. But here, I got to be found in Him. You know, you're not found in Him all the time. Your wife tells you you ain't found in Him. Hey, when you when, listen, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We spend more time trying to think about other people's wrongs, doing wrongdoings. Then we focus on our own self. We know we ain't functioning in Christ. You're not functioning in Christ when you're functioning after the flesh. You're, see, the church needs to hear this. Your position, you're in Christ in heaven right now. You're there. He represents you there as well as he did on the cross and in the grave and in the resurrection, he's being seated there. He's representing you there Now. That's what the Bible says. He ever liveth to make intercession for you. He's not up there begging the Father for you anymore. I thought that all my life growing up. Every time I mess up, he's up there at the right hand of the Father. saying, "The no, Father, he's one of ours now. It's okay. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says he ever lives to make intercession. His life at the right hand of the Father is your intercession. His presence there is your representation to God. And it's, for, it's settled. It's there. It's your position. Your condition is where it's going to be up to you if you're found in him. When they don't do what you think they ought to be doing on the job. Those people that claim to be Christians but they're living like heathen, don't let them drag you into the heathenism. Don't let them tempt you a stepping out of Christ. Walk in him. Amen. Amen. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There's persecution in Christ Jesus. When you're living in Christ Jesus, there's persecution. There's no persecution in him, but those that live godly in him are going to suffer persecution. There's no persecution in Christ, no condemnation in Christ, no unrighteousness in Christ. That ought to make me cry out every day like Paul. Lord, I want to be found in him. Yeah, that ought to be the cry of your heart because in him right now is the experience and expression of what's going on at the right hand of the Father in him. That's why the Bible says, set your affection on things above. The expression in your condition, of your position, that's what Paul knew, I want to be found in him here. Amen. And all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's why a lot of people get born again, they're on fire for God, and all of a sudden people start talking about them. They don't like the criticism. They don't like the persecution. So they get their life become, not that they're not saved. I'm not saying they lost. I'm saying they got saved. They're on fire for God. They're they're, they're studying the Word. They found a place to plant it in the house of the Lord, and, that man, they're going a whole different direction. All of a sudden... The Bible says if you live in godly in Christ Jesus, you shall suffer persecution. And people sometimes it's the closest ones to you. Sometimes it's your spouse. I didn't buy into this. <laughs> well it's paid for now, honey. You in it. It's the way it is. And some people lose their fire. I didn't say they lose their salvation, but they get out of Christ in their condition. They're no longer functioning or found by the Lord in him. they still in Christ at the right hand of the Father, but they, persecution, they said, I'd rather have friends in this Jesus thing. Jesus said, if you put them before me, you don't deserve me. And you can't be my disciple. Luke 14, 26, and 27. No, 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 that ain't right. Is that right? Uh Anyway, he said it. You put your parents before me, you can't be my disciple. Disciple means learner. You can't learn of me anymore. That means you're not found in him. You're in him in your position, but God ain't finding you in him. Persecution drove you out of him here. Mm. The way it is. All right, now I want to look at Acts 17, 28. Well, i still got a few minutes. Acts chapter 17, verse 28. This Bible verse right here uh, could have very well been the springboard scripture, but I believe the Lord showed us right in Philippians 3, 7 through 9, really 10. But this Acts 17, verse 28, notice in him we live. We don't live outside of him. This is where Christians get real confused. Well, I can can drink. I can do this. I can do this. I, I, I got saved. I can live in sin. Yeah, but you ain't living in Christ. You're not living in Christ. While you're expressing what it looks like to be a sinner, you're not expressing Christ. And if Christ is not the expression, we're not found in Him. When we're found in Him, Christ is the expression of our being found in Him. And Christians, a lot of Christians today are looking for excuses to see anybody, I don't care how long you've been saved, radically saved, you can still go do the biggest piece of stupid you've ever done if you want to. It's your choice. God will let you. God will never hold you back from that because salvation was a choice and whether you desire to be found in your Lord moment by moment is also a choice. Amen. So the Bible says in Acts chapter 17, verse 28, in him we live. That means we don't live outside of him. We have eternal life. Paul told Timothy, lay hold of eternal life, son. Lay hold of Timothy was struggling where he was at. Imagine being a young a young minister like Timothy with Paul, Paul there with him in Ephesus, and Paul saying, "You the pastor now. I'm leaving." That'd be, that'd be about like me saying, uh, 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 "James, I'm leaving next Monday. You got this, baby." James, I know he gonna say, "No, I'm going with you." Timothy was struggling. That's why Paul wrote him about fear. You not received the spirit of fear from God? All that stuff Paul wrote Timothy, now that's for us too, but it was to Timothy then. Hmm. In him we live and move. If you're being moved by the Holy Spirit, it only happens in him. In Him means your faith is in the sacrifice. It's there. It's not it was there. It's there. That's what you're teaching when you open the Bible. That's what you're trusting in. Folks come and talk to you about Scripture. It always ends up at Calvary because the Bible is about a Redeemer. Amen. I I still need a Redeemer for my condition. I'm saved, but I'm still being saved. I'm not going to hell, but now he's saving me from me. In him, we live. We don't live outside of him. And I'm not in him every moment. I'll admit it. You'll admit it. I'm talking about experiencing him. I'm talking about we get in the flesh. Can I get a witness? We act carnal. Why do you think the Bible says don't live as foolish? Because you can. It's a choice. But it's not a choice. Get this and get this tonight. You don't just choose to love. You don't just choose not to live as a fool. You choose where to put your faith. That's really, you've heard me say it for almost 18 years, that man really only has one thing that he's in charge of. Only one thing. You say, no, I'm in charge of a lot of things. I'm talking about spiritually, you're in charge of one thing, and that's what you're going to put your faith in. That's what you're in control of, what your faith is in. God made it that way. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary, you are saved. If you begin to learn the word in the triumphant context that you now your union is in Christ, in his death, and you're being made conformable to his death, then your whole life experience is going to change, and then you're going to start finding yourself in him. You're not till you know that truth of sanctification. Not going to know it. In him we live and move and have our being. Who I am, I am by the grace of God in Christ Jesus. If he's moving me, he only moves me in Christ. That ought to make me say, Lord, I want to be found in him. But I got to know what that means. You can cry that that out to God all day long. If you mean it from your heart, He's going to take you to Calvary. If you don't end up at Calvary, you don't mean it in your heart. Or let me say it better, maybe you do mean it in your heart, but you're just not ready yet. You might be serious, but you're not serious enough. God don't see that desperate heart enough. How many of you know That's why everybody in the church is not running back to Calvary. The only people running back to Calvary are the people who see just how wretched they are without him. Mm. He found you wanting to please him and you couldn't. And he pointed you to the one place that you could be found in him. Only in him are you pleasing here. To God. Mm. Only in him here are you pleasing. God ain't pleased if he can't see Christ. And he only sees his people functioning properly if they're in Christ. In him we live and move and have our being. Even as certain also of your own poets have said, we, for we are also in His offspring. How many of you know you're a child, an offspring of God? Born not of the flesh or silver or gold, but born by the word of the Lord. The blood of Jesus paid for you. Now I want to show you three more scriptures and then we'll quit tonight. And I want to talk for a minute with these scriptures using the word "seated." Standing and walking. I think we've heard it taught wrong. I think we've heard it taught backwards about walking and standing and all that stuff. Maybe it was right. I can't really remember how I heard it, but I know this is right. You can't stand except from a seated position. That's why the first thing, first place we were found was seated in our position with Christ in heavenly places. We were crucified with Him. Now, this all happened. This all happened in a moment in the the mind of God, the way God sees it. You were born again. You were crucified with Christ. You were buried with Christ. You were raised with Christ to walk in newness of life, and you're also seated with him. The Bible says he has raised you up to heavenly places and has seated you with him. He sees you there now because that's your confirmed, guaranteed Absolute position. You are in Christ there. And he wants to find you in him here. Everybody got that? It's pretty simple. But you had to be seated with him before you could stand with him and walk. You're seated from a seated position. You stand and then you walk. What did we see when Stephen was being stoned in the book of Acts somewhere I don't Jesus arose from his seated position and was standing Stephen said I see the son of man standing at the right hand of the father while he was being stoned So let me read these scriptures to you the first ones in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 5 and 6 Because we're seated And the Lord told me the other day, I heard Pastor Wayne Voss on one of his little uh, blow the trumpet or sound the trumpet uh, messages he does on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. And uh, he said, it's been about two weeks ago, he said that, and I've shared it with you a little bit, that in Exodus 17, the Lord himself told Moses, I'll be standing on the rock that I want you to come and strike and that's in Exodus 17, the Lord would be himself. Moses would see the Lord standing on the rock that he commanded him to come and strike, which was symbolic of the cross of Christ. Christ as the rock of ages being pierced, struck for our sins and living waters flowing out of that rock. Who is Christ, the Bible says. But when Pastor Wayne said that, I thought, I didn't think it, the Lord spoke it to me. He said, I'll never ask you to stand where I'm not standing. I'll never ask you to sit where I'm not seated. And I'll never ask you to walk where I'm not walking. And we can unload the Scriptures for all of that. I'll I'll never ask you to take a seat where I'm not seated. I'll never ask you to stand where I'm not standing. And I'll never ask you to walk where I'm not walking. And again, we could unload the Scriptures on all three of those statements. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. Even when we were dead in sins. When? When we were dead in sins, hath he has quickened us together with Christ, When did that happen? When we were dead in our sins. He quickened us. He brought us alive together with Christ. Another confirmation. We were crucified with Him by grace. Are you saved? Verse 6. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places where? In Christ Jesus. The seated place at the right hand of the Father, when you sit down, you show that it's finished. It's time to rest. The Old Testament uh, priesthood, they never sat down. Their mission was never over. Their ki- they died, their kids took over, they died, their kids took over. It was non-ending. When Jesus carried out the perfect sacrifice, becoming the new eternal high priest, he sat down. He declared it finished from the cross and then he took his seat at the right hand of the majesty on high, Hebrews 1 and 3 tells us, when he had by himself purged us from our sins and was seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. Hallelujah. It's finished. Can I say it's finished? You have nothing to work for. Your position has been established in heaven. And here, if you choose to fight the good fight of faith, you'll be found in him. He's raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Everybody say, I'm there now. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. The only standing place we have is in Christ. From a seated position we have in Christ. Romans chapter 5 verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 5 verses 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That means through what he did at Calvary. Every time you see that phrase in your Bible. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. It's in Christ. It's in Christ. We stand in Christ. Our standing is in Christ. And the last one is Colossians chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. Verse 6, you're well aware of. You've heard it for many years. I hope it's becoming brighter to your heart. Colossians 2, verse 5, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit. Joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Faith does not exist outside of Christ. We said it last week. Faith is, there is no faith that God recognizes outside of Christ. Faith in Christ brings the expression of Christ. Maybe in situations that nobody but you are experiencing the expression in your own heart, the power of Christ. Because sometimes the expression of Christ, your faith in Christ, is an inward expression of your deliverance or the peace that God is giving you. Faith does not exist outside of Christ. Faith is in Christ. You've heard me explain it many times. When you were born again, from your heart you believed unto righteousness. Romans 10 and 10. You believed in Christ and the Word. I hope you looked it up. I told you last Wednesday night, I believe it was, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in Him, into Him, into Him. Not just believe it happened in some nonchalant way. When you believed in Christ, the proof of what I'm saying is in Romans 6, 3. When you believed in Christ, you believed into Christ. You were immersed into the death of Christ. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. There is no faith that God recognizes outside outside of Christ. Again, there's where we cry out, Lord, let me be found in him. The only place faith is found, the only place the expression of faith is found is in Him. I do not live every moment of my life in Him. An honest man, woman, boy, or girl would admit the same thing. I do not live every moment of my life in Him. I'm just being honest. I'm not one of them folks. Walk ye as, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Here's the confirmation of what we quoted earlier. In Him we live, move, that's walking. Move, we walk by faith, it's in Him. And here we see it written, walk ye in Him. That means walk ye in In him, the same way you received him. The same way you entered into him, that's what received him means here. The same way you entered into him, you are told in the Bible, that's the only way you're going to walk in him. And I hope this message tonight would be one of those that would find hungry hearts that know we're not perfect, and that causes us to cry Lord... I don't, I don't, I, I'm not found ever. Paul, Paul is the same way. He, that's why he's crying out, I want to be found in him. I'm tired of not being found in him. I'm, I, I'm tired of letting people or rules and regulations that I think I need to um, try to reach God. Or, in Christ is the only place God can be pleased. It's the only faith. Pl- faith exists. I, listen to this message again. This is really a teaching as most is of what I do. Listen to this. Let your heart hear the truth and let your heart cry out to God. God, I want more moments in my day to be found in you. I want to be found. That's, that's what Paul was crying out and writing it as his heart cried out. I want to be found in him. He was already in him. In his position, but he wanted his life personally, his ministry, and everything about him, everything about him to be found in Christ. Don't you want to be found in him? Living and moving and having your very being experience, your everything found by God in him. It's just simple faith in Christ and him crucified. It's not saying it. It's a heart surrendered to it, just like the born-again experience. It's a heart that's still surrendered to the death of Jesus. It's the only place that God sees you here joined by faith to His Son. And if He doesn't see His Son, He's not pleased. The cross is what joins you to the Lord through your faith. And if He doesn't see that, He's not pleased. God is not pleased with anything that he can't see Christ in. That's Another part of what Jesus meant, that you can't do anything without me. You can do nothing, no thing without me. And in John 15, where he was teaching that, he was talking about bearing fruit. There is no fruit without him. There is no fruit outside of being found in him. That's why he said, abide in me. Don't let anything move you away from being found in me remaining in me, continuing in me. And he goes on in John 15 talking about bearing fruit, more fruit, and much fruit that remains so that your heavenly Father be glorified. There's no bearing fruit outside of being in Christ and I'm talking about in your experience. It's a whole lot more than going to church, reading a chapter every day. Being found in him is not by what I do every day. It's by what I allow him to do in me and through me every day by my faith in the only place he works from and that's faith in the sacrifice. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to me tonight. I pray the Lord touch your heart in a mighty way. I pray that your hearts would become more hungry and thirsty for him to be found in him than ever ever you've been in your whole life. You can't Do anything to make it happen except give your heart to the surrender of the sacrifice. That's where you're joined to the Lord. Would you stand with me?